0: This was a tale that told itself simply and well. No more, no less.
1: love the book. It's brilliant. It's it's amazing to read. You
0: have to be a reader to really appreciate
2: it. Read the
1: book a few times.
2: And the book club's now in session and the subject is great Australian poetry. Geordie Williamson, who's the literary critic for the Australian Chief Literary Critic there and also our lovely literary critic here on Mornings. Good morning, Geordie. Morning, Deb. Thanks so much for coming in, Geordie, and congratulations on the birth of your son.
1: Thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm just waiting for normalcy to return before I actually construct complex grammar, but I guess we just dive in here this morning. <laughs> we
2: just dive in. And the subject is at least one that you can sort of get, get to grips with in short bites. Um, Australian poetry, like any poetry for anybody who's feeling a little harrowed or a little um, like they're cornered in the world, um, you can plunge into a poem a lot more easily than you can plunge into a big book.
1: And they're important too. I think it's really difficult to talk about poetry in any kind of meaningful way. Uh, It's something that I find is intensely private for people. Um, and it's hard to explain what its merits are. I know a lot of people question the kind of, the worth of it. If you don't have the ear, you don't. I can only sort of define it in the negative. There's that wonderful line from William Carlos Williams. He said, It is difficult to get the news from poems, yet men die miserably every day for the lack of what is found there. And I think that's very true.
2: Now, when we compile the top ten, what, what happens is that um, listeners who love a poem... Um, suggested it to us. We got lots and lots of wonderful nominations. I mean, oh, I don't know, maybe 80 nominations. Um, We've compiled a top 10, those that got the most votes. And the very top uh, among them, which probably won't surprise a lot of people, is Five Bells, Kenneth Slessor's poem.
1: Well, um, Bob, who was just in before, came out and said that 10 years ago, a similar, um, uh, you know, sort of crowdsourcing exercise was run and Five Bells came out top there as well. It is a great, um, a great poem and a great poem of Sydney as well, I think. Our, um, our city's poem
2: Now 1300 222 702 is the number here um, it's not too late to chime in with your thoughts about a piece of poetry Australian poetry that you refer to you know in your life from time to time just if you need a bit of reassurance or maybe a poet that you've just sort of discovered I mentioned um, during the you know earlier weeks Geordie when we had this sort of slightly truncated kind of book club month that I, one of the ones that I love to return to is that actually a poem on depression actually um, by um, none other than Les Murray and he talks about um, how it was to be a young person and um, bullied at school it's a terrific thing, it's called Burning Want, it's a wonderful thing and when I, try, when I read those stories about bullying at school I often wish that those kids were given a copy of Les Murray's poem to sort of channel the feelings because there's this wonderful way that a great poet can pluck the language out of the air that just, um, you know, has this sort of straight train line to your heart.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, someone like, Les Murray's voice, it's inimitable, isn't it? And yet when he talks, when he says, sex is a Nazi, and you think, my goodness, yes he understood for so many of us what it was like to be in those difficult years at school. Uh, and and so the, the individual voice becomes the universal voice. Uh, and and Murray's feels to me, and I think many others, to be our nation's voice.
2: Now if um, if we go through the top ten that came in, people might um, be prepared to argue with this list so this was the top 10 listeners uh, picks my country came second after five bells uh, that's the dorothea mckellar poem bellbirds by henry kendall um, ordinary australians by tug dumley which is a funny one i think
1: i've never even heard of it
2: oh that's a one three hundred triple two seven zero two. oh here's one um kathy you've got one that you'd like to add Yes, um, it's,
0: sorry, I have no voice. Um, It's the Tri-Anti-Wanty-Gongolo. That's the
2: CJ Dennis, yeah. It's my
0: favourite poem and I have a nine-year-old and six-year-old twin girls and I was at school the other day and the kindy teacher was looking for a poem and she had um, a book of Australian poems for children and I had the exact same book when I was a child, when I was my girl's age, so that's Thirty-five years ago now, and I said my favourite poem is in this, and I just love the way he said. So why don't you try, <laughs> try, try gongalope.
2: That's right. It's a fantastic little poem. Thank you very much, Cathy. Thank you. Now, we have got a CJ Dennis uh, poem on this list, but that is a gorgeous one. The other one that one of my personal favorites I love um, Mulgabill's Bicycle. You know, I'm a sucker for a good Australian kind of yarn. I love Mulg- Mulgabill's Bicycle. I love um, uh, Will All Be Ruined said Hanrahan. You know, I love that poem. They're just they're, they're of their moment as well, Geordie. Absolutely, but I think the um, the
1: great sort of late nineteenth century and early twentieth century um, the poets of the bush have had a bit of a. Tough time in recent decades. We've we've seen them as a bit dusty, but I was looking at Lawson's poetry, and um, "Faces in the Crowd" is just this wonderful poem of empathy with the working man. I think that there is there's real there's some lasting energy and and even anger at the at the state of things in the poetry uh, of these men and women, and I think it's worth attending to them again.
2: Now, this one, a note has come in from Richard um, saying, "I can't." can't pick a favourite from his work, but definitely Robert Gray stands shoulders above a lot of Australian poetry, his ability with images that manage to startle you that are seemingly incongruous with our history of the way Australia has been described. Every time I pick up one of his poems, I see the world in a new, fresh way
1: look I I couldn't agree more I think Robert Gray is a great poet and another great Sydney poet and a great poet of the North Coast which is unfortunate for him because Les has sort of you know sort of always stolen a lot of the, the oxygen but he is wonderful I in fact rang him yesterday to ask him about what his favourite poem was and he said look I, I can't think of my favourite poem but he referred me to a conversation he'd had about what he looks for in poetry and it was just so beautiful I wanted to share it with you he said my poetry is really about what is sublime, being right here in the ordinary. I've always felt that the deepest mystery, and whatever answer there might be, is nowhere else but here, right on the surface of life. My poetry is about this sense, and at the same time about, and here he quotes, I think Walt Whitman, the great interests of man, air and light, the joy of having a body, the voluptuousness of looking. Isn't that brilliant?
2: Oh, it is brilliant, isn't it? Now, of course, um, it does strike you uh, poetry often very, very personally. Um, Jessie, good morning. Good morning. What's your favourite?
0: Well, I actually went looking once. I once we once we started talking about this, and I, I discovered my because I love poetry. I adore it, but I haven't been that involved in Australian poetry. I discovered my. Uh, Modern Australian Verse, Penguin Book, which was printed in 1960 that I would inherited,
1: edited by Harry Hesselty, and I've got that one too. And
0: edited by, um, no, this is Kenneth Slessor, John Thompson, and Howarth. Oh, I'm Howarth. sorry. <laughs> but this one has a guy in it called Harley Matthews, whom I had never heard of, who was born in 1889 in Fairfield, and there's three poems of his in here, all of which could have been written yesterday. They are so up to date in their in their. Um, in, in what they're about and in their method, in, in his technique. Um, one's called New Order, which is about his horse. One is called Forced Sail, um, which is about um, a man being turned off his land because of the drought. And the other is called um, In the Swamp Now, which is about the draining of a swamp and what happens to all the animals that that, that used to live in the swamp when they, they clear it for development. Oh, what? And all of them are just so they is They're
2: beautiful. Oh, that's a fantastic find. So Harley Matthews is that poet.
0: I'm now going to explore him further. All
2: right, that's wonderful. And we will too thank you very much, Jessie. Okay, bye. Um, No, thank you. Um, Jane? Hi, Deborah. You've suggested a Judith Wright poem. Yes, Half
0: of My
2: Days. It's a lovely poem. It's gorgeous. And Judith Wright actually makes it onto the top 10 702 book club list, as a matter of fact, but for the poem Woman to Child. Oh, yes. All of her poetry is wonderful. It certainly is. She was a major figure, Geordie. I, I was so impressed. that She was just
1: one of those huge great activists and a great spokesperson for, for, for the, the proper use of the Australian landscape.
2: Why do you love it, Jane? Oh, I think it's,
0: it's full of metaphors and it, and it is a poem of its time and it, it expresses so much about the country that we city folk don't really even know about. Thanks
2: very much, Jane, for talking to us this morning. Bob? Oh, yeah, the one I just came
3: in on, on the, on the conversation. The, the poem I remember most and best is Fire on the Snow by Douglas Stewart. It's a poem about Robert Falcon Scott's epic journey to the South Pole
1: oh.
3: and how all of the, um, the party perished and uh, oats walking out in the snow. And it was set as a, in the school curriculum some years ago, but it was... Uh, that's the poem I remember most. It was so, so gripping and so and such about a true epic event. A uh, famous poet, Douglas Stewart and a famous poem, Fire on the
2: Snow. I'll remember that. Thank you very much, Bob. And it's interesting, you know, Geordie, poet laureates um, set upon the task of writing about a contemporary event, that idea that um, they're faced with this wonderful exploration, a poet sets sets down to write something called Fire on the Snow and suddenly you immediately have an image. Now, how things strike you and how they get into your brain and never leave. Um, I wanted to talk to Lynn. Lynn, you've actually won the Macquarie Penn Anthology of Australian Literature for your um, nomination that you made for a a poem. Good morning to you. Oh,
3: good morning, Deborah. And I just have to say I'm so thrilled to win that
2: prize. Well, you'd better explain why it was that um, you suggested that. Tell us about the poem that you suggested and why.
3: Well, it's The Australian Sunrise by James Lister Cuthbertson, who was not a well-known poet and he certainly wasn't highly regarded, but I first read it when I was in school and Loved It Then was part of our our poetry classes and uh, discovered a little bit later that it was also my mother's favourite poem and um, it's so evocative of the landscape and as I said when I wrote that, to me it's a poem that is an impressionist painting I just, just Adore it, and I would say to anybody who hasn't read it, just just have a look at it and see what it gives to you. Um, I I I think that it's it's so wonderful with the words that it uses, and even the opening sentence, it just it just sets the whole poem, the whole images. Can you recall? It. Can you recall that opening sentence? Um, uh, the morning star paled slowly. The cross hung low to the sea. And, I mean, I think if ever you've been out in the bush or
2: all that, you, you know exactly what he's talking about immediately. Thank you very much and congratulations and we'll get this book out to you. Thanks, Deborah. Thanks so much for being a participant. Lynn, Lynn Charlesworth has won the, the prize for nominating uh, her top ten, her, her poem for the top ten inclusion. Now, Geordie, you've got your own favourites.
1: Yes, you want me to run through them? I would like it. All right. Schoolgirls Hastening, at number 10 by John Shaw Nielsen, uh, one of our great native warblers. Uncle with Currawongs by J.S. Harry or Jan Harry. Letters to Live Poets is a sequence of poems by Bruce Beaver. My favourite is number four of those. Uh, Lesbia Harford's The Invisible People which is a response to the, end, uh, the older Henry Lawson poem I mentioned Love Poem by John Forbes at number 6, A Sight of Proteus by Robert Gray number 5, Native Born by Eve Langley at number 4 Beach Burial by Kenneth Slesser at number 3, Estuary by Gwen Harwood at number 2 and at number 1 An exequy by Peter Porter, that magnificent poem about the suicide of his wife.
2: Now we will put all of those, um, all of those poems and our own up on the web and Geordie You've got to tell us what we've, what the theme is for next month.
1: Next month, we want your favourite crime novels or thrillers, novels of espionage or true crime.
2: Oh, it's a great! There's one being written now. Isn't there? <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of people working on a great book around what's happening the last couple of days.
1: Uh, absolutely. So, look, there, there's no uh, national restriction. Just your favourite crime novels. Um, or espionage thrillers, you name it, you send it to us.
2: All right, that'll be fantastic. Thank you very much, Geordie. So that is the theme for next month's book club meeting. Um, Delve into those shelves now. See what you can find that you've read before or maybe walk around the bookstore and go, I'm going to give that one a go. Maybe it might be worth mentioning to readers to pick up, especially in advance of the Sydney Writers' Festival.